whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Thank you so much for taking your time for Rock Antenna. Um, so we can see you're in your car. Um, where do I catch you right now? So where are you driving right now? Let's see. I am. I'm driving to go pick up some of my guitars to go down to Huntington Beach to rehearse with my partner Scott for a couple of acoustic shows that we have coming up. So Huntington Beach, where where is that exactly? Because I'm here in Germany, so I have no clue. Okay. I live about 20 minutes up in the hills, and Scott lives down um, by the beach. So I'm going to drive down there and meet up with him and just work on some music, you know. So is it in L.A. or? I live in Los Angeles. Okay. And Scott lives in Orange County. So here in Germany, we celebrated Eastern big time this weekend. Do you celebrate Easter in, in California as well? Or maybe is it not that much of a topic? Yeah, sure. Easter's a big deal in the United States. You know, it's mostly um, rabbits, like the Easter bunny. People have Easter egg hunts. Yeah. Did you and, go uh, egg hunting as well? Uh, yes, of course. Of yes, course you my, did. Yeah, with my child. We had an Easter egg hunt and I, I hid the eggs for my, for my oh, children. Oh, great. And, you know, fantastic so that's something we actually do over here as well um we will talk about your upcoming album of course but first i want to start like in the very beginning like nowadays lots of new bands start off on platforms such as tiktok for example you don't need big labels anymore to to get people to know you your career with rival sun started on myspace and at first i had to look up if myspace still existed it does by the way um But what did this mean to you back then? Oh, well, I think that when it comes to social media and the ability to network, that is something that is continually changing, whether it's YouTube or whatever, whatever it is, the channels in which people can discover each other and meet each other. It's really a secondary thing, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we do have those channels to find each other. And that's on a worldwide basis. Yeah, of course. Uh, so that people, people in, I don't, which part of Germany are you in? Uh, right now I'm in Munich, which is in Bavaria. Oh yeah. So say if you're in Munich, you can go onto YouTube or TikTok or, you know, any other social media, you know, platform and you can discover friends or you can discover music or you can, you can discover whatever it is that uh, you're looking for through these conduits. And I think it's a very, very valuable channel. To discover new things. So. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah. Because you no, meet people you wouldn't have met otherwise. That's right. That's right. And it's the same way, you know, it's it's the same way as like, here, hold on, I'm going to, I have to punch in the code to get into my security gate. Okay. But with, it's the same thing as if, uh, if you go to a large concert or a big party and you're able to network and discover and meet new people that way. It's just, it's different because it's in a virtual sense. So what would you tell any young band starting now and not knowing how to start? Well, I would, the, the first thing that I would say is practice. Number one, write songs, practice. So were you always uh, one of those who right. did actually practice or uh, were like the cool guy who didn't need to? No, I, for me, I think that it doesn't matter how good you are. You need to refine 
your statements and you need to refine your you need to refine where your uh skill set is yeah of course you know and because artistically you're going to be living a different life from year to year and so you need to make sure that your ability to express yourself and that your ability stay sharp and that you continue to grow very much you know with the band very much uh the same for us like we're we're not the band we were a year ago or two years ago or obviously five years ago or 15 years ago when you when you started out exactly and i think that you know these the cycle changes continuously so i think that you need to you need to make sure that you are staying sharp that way you know and so what i what i tell young people who are just starting out is i tell them like you need to work as hard as you can to be as good as you can before you ever worry about getting an audience or before you ever worry about social media or before you worry about any of those things because if um if you haven't done all of your work and if you become successful uh if you become successful before you've reached your potential as an artist you're going to be um immature yeah of course of course so you you have to you have to develop your um your narrative as an artist first you know and then once you get that together um play shows and and travel as much as possible that's what i tell people Yeah, sounds plausible. So 15 years of Rival Sons are behind us and hopefully a lot of them are in front of us as well. And you're going to release your seventh album, Dark Fighter, this uh, June, I guess. Listening to it, I noticed you guys have got a lot to tell. Like at first glance, a tracks, you know, might not sound seem so much, but they are long. Like the songs are really long and we're not used to seeing this um, like songs longer than five minutes anymore. Actually, we're happy when a song passes the three minute mark. What do you think can a longer song achieve in comparison to shorter ones? Well, when when you're going to put music on and when you want music to listen to, I think that at certain At certain points in your life or certain points throughout your day, you're going to listen to music for different reasons. I think that sometimes you want something to connect to for it to be a soundtrack. And if you have a lot going on or if you're very busy, other times you just want something that's going to be quick and enjoyable and fun. And then other times you put music on and it's very much the same way that you feel like reading a book or being transported somewhere. And I'm thankful that there are all types of music for these different moods that you'll have. I think that um, a longer form song, I don't think there was any intention on my part to make just long, long playing songs. I think that there was a lot of ground to cover in order to make the song and in order to complete the statement on each one of these songs. You know, not all of the songs are very long, but most of them are i think one's a bit shorter but the rest like it's long in comparison to other songs that are released recently because songs are getting shorter by time um that's well that's how we see it 
Um, but you already released several songs of the new album. The whole thing will um, will be released later. And one of those songs is Bird in the Hand. And actually, I put the song on the playlist I listen to when I'm cycling to work because, you know, the, the German spring is very rainy. And Bird yeah. in the Hand lets me forget about that for four and a half minutes. But what was the actual intention behind that song? Because it maybe wasn't cycling. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be cycling. I think that Bird on the Hand, for the most part, is just about, uh, it's reveling in, in the moment. And you could get hit by a bus, you know. Your life could end. It could end, it could end today or it could end tomorrow. But I think that being thankful and instead of, Instead of living in the future, instead of planning too much, you have to absorb and account for who you are in the moment. And that, uh, and that it's important because it's the only thing that's real. The right now is the only thing that's real. And uh, whereas the future is uh, and your hopes are, and your, all of your plans, that's a, it's still a figment of your imagination as well as your past. Your past is, is something that happened long ago and you can't go backward. So focusing on your past or focusing on your future too much. It's good to plan and it's good to be ready for things and it's good to be responsible. But now is so important. Now is, that's the big show. So keep your, you know, keeping your eyes open and being present, I think, uh, is really what Burning the Hand is about more than anything. So that's one thing I really enjoyed about the album is that you have topics where it's not like um obvious whether it's a happy song or a sad song but it's it's more like the happiness comes from the sadness and uh, vice versa so um my, like bird in the hand is probably my favorite song on the album but what's yours my favorite song on the album is probably a toss-up in between rapture and a song called orts's breath i really enjoy Why? um and a song called dark side at the end of the album so um if we're talking those, about those rapture are probably my favorites but that could change that could change tomorrow you know okay. but right now those are the moments that draw my attention the most so when listening to the whole thing i had a very you know conclusive impression like you're telling one story with your album but you didn't spend the last four years writing songs for only one album You will release another one called Lightbringer later this year, and the name suggests some kind of connection. So will this be a double album? Well, what's funny is it isn't a double album. It's more of but from one block. And we partitioned the material in a in a specific way so that the two statements could live independently. So you wrote all the songs uh, at once and then you parted them so the messages could stand for themselves, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. We wanted to, um, if you if you have a collection that's too large, it can be daunting or taxing to listen to. If the collection is, is too large, then you can get into a situation where it's too demanding for the listener. Or especially if the, the emotional content is very, um, I myself, and I think the rest of the band, like we tend to be in agreement that, you know, most of the, my favorite records are 30 to tops, 40 minutes, but typically 30 to 35 minutes. And when you get into a situation to where it's a really long record, it just becomes like, 
that becomes too much to take in all at once. Okay, so you decided to put out uh, to put out two albums because one just would be too long, and so you can um, release two albums well, in one year. Yeah, well, one would be too long, and it was really recognizing that there were two very direct statements collectively that were going on. On one hand, it was um, it was recognizing that you're fighting, like giving recognition to how difficult those couple of years of isolation were during the pandemic and the shutdown, recognizing how difficult and dark things got. For us in the United States here, it was the country kind of lost its mind during an election year, and there was you know, all of the political uh, politicalization of everything. And then at the same time, we also had the Black Lives Matter movement and and but then you know people politicized that and um instead of seeing it as a human rights issue you know and then the politicalization of the virus the politicalization of a vaccine the politicalization of everything and so here in the united states it was very very difficult and there was a conscious effort to try to fight that darkness it's kind of like seeing that there is a wolf at your door and working to make sure that wolf doesn't come in. And so that's Dark Fighter. But now Lightbringer is much more about opening the windows and letting this letting the light come in, you know, and trying to illuminate the darkness and working to illuminate those those difficult situations. So it really is it's kind of two sides to the same coin, but they are different narratives. Um so we partitioned the songs so that they would showcase this. Okay, great. So we're looking forward to that. But you're not only busy releasing new songs, you will also be on tour. Rock Antenna, for example, presents your gig in Munich in November. What are you looking forward to when visiting Germany? Oh, I'm, I love coming to Germany. You know, the German audience is very different from, from other audiences. Rock is, uh, well, rock is very much alive. You know, you have, I feel like there is two There are two different types in the German audience. You have the people that just want to rock, you know, they just want to rock out. But then you have, you have the romantics in the audience. You have the people that want to, um, <laughs> they want, you have the Germans that want to go beyond their typical German pragmatic nature and they want to, they want to feel romantic. So kind of and, uh, uh, breaking out of their day-to-day -day life via exactly. your concerts. Exactly, exactly. And, and for me, um, I, you know, the German culture, as I said, you know, that pragmatic nature is something that I, I value in, uh, in Germany, I just from your culture when I go over there. So much like, you know, my car that I'm in, this is a 1982 Mercedes oh, 300 okay. SD. I collect old uh, Mercedes diesels. I, I love the engineering and the design, but What I was going to say is, I love Germany. You know, it's the it's the cradle of existentialism. You know, and um, I just I don't know. I enjoy the culture. Yeah, lots of people say if like they answer this question with like sausages, but I think yours was much better <laughs> than just saying the yeah. food. Um, yeah. Well, I hope your tour will be full of good stories to tell afterwards because um, success is already set because the album's gonna be great and i th um i hope that um the other album coming lightbringer will be like the cherry on top for your fans thank you so much for your time i hope you arrived course, at your Anna. destination um so thank you 
Of course. Thank you for the interest. And um, can't wait to get back to Germany. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts. 